amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. I'm Dory Shell, and this is Rock the Next Stage. In the background, you hear a tune called Home by our guest today, JJ McWiggin. As for me, I am the owner of Rock the Next Stage, Next Stage Entertainment, and Next Stage Drumming. I'm a mentor for serious musicians and entrepreneurs, and today you'll be hearing 30 minutes of tips, musing, and motivation for the music community. Let me tell you a bit about our guest here. JJ is a songwriter and guitarist who is using his music and his story to help others heal. The topic today is defeating depression through music. In addition to crafting heartfelt and sometimes edgy tunes, which, by the way, I really like, JJ is an advocate for mental health awareness. He has been composing music for over 10 years, and he was a finalist for VH1's Save the Music Songwriting Contest. After being diagnosed with OCD and depression at age 16, his life shifted. His main focus and passion is now writing songs with an emphasis on lyrical creation. He has just wrapped up a five-song EP that was sung by Garrett Crow, and he's writing a full-length album with guitarist Brian Elwick. So we have J.J. McGuigan on the line from Kansas. J.J., are you there? I'm here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us, man. Yep, it's a cloudy day here in the Raleigh, N.C. area. We're waiting for thunderstorms to hit. Hopefully they will wait until after the show is done because that could be very interesting. How's things by you? Uh, Not too bad. Um, We got uh, partly cloudy, so that's a little better. uh, But it's been raining here on and off for the past two weeks and everything. So uh, just uh, hanging in there and... um, making music and, and whatnot, and so looking forward to it. Good. Yeah, I've listened to quite a few of your tunes. Really, really like them. I like the style totally, and I like what you have to say, and I certainly love your mission. And it's interesting how we sometimes go through rough patches in life. Let's face it, everybody does. And for musicians and singers and any creative type, you know, you, you, you're always chasing the muse, I guess, and in many cases, yeah. it's easy that, to hit a wall and get discouraged. Sometimes it, it goes a lot further than that, though. And one of the reasons why I wanted you to speak this week and not the week I originally had you scheduled is because, as many people know, we just lost an awesome, super talented musician and singer who took his own life last week, and that was really, really devastating. And he was the singer of Soundgarden, and 
I'm totally going blank at the um, audio slave. Yeah. Audio slave. Audio. Yeah, Chris yeah. Cornell. So, so Chris had, uh, had a powerful voice with a four octave range, and a very successful career. I mean, he's 52 years old, and he and he was a float. Philanthropist, that's a tough one. <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. a father of, of two kids. And you just thought, well, things are going along smoothly. He was touring, did his show, and then, you know, it, what the unthinkable happened. And sometimes people don't realize that even though a lot of us are out there smiling and nodding, performing, we've got a lot of energy, everything's going on, posting positive memes and things like that it's pretty easy to hide what's really going on underneath. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. Um, and that's a, that's a, you know, perfect example of it. And it's, it's a, it's a macrocosm of, uh, of the microcosm of what we all kind of see and, 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 uh, go through and everything. Um, and so really what I'm trying to, get out there and then you as well and then and, and, and everybody is uh you don't always have to put on a, a smile or brave face you can let somebody know you can let a if it's a parent or if it's a spouse or a best friend uh, let somebody know and um a healthcare professional contact them um you know, just do something that uh, if you're going through something, you're not quite sure what it is, and and you, you you're losing hope. Know that there's always hope, and uh, right. and there's there's always a way a way out. There's always a way through it. Um, and so yeah, it's 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 a sad sad deal to see see uh, him go and and, and uh. But you know, it, unfortunately, things like that happen a lot in, in our society um, every day, and so we just got to try and do our best to to reach out to people. Right, right. Good points. Now, I know that many of us, uh, whether you're an artist or a musician, or a singer or a singer-songwriter, doesn't matter. A lot of us pour our feelings into our music or artwork or whatever because, you know, art and music, anyone's listening from from school districts, you need to hear this. Art and music can help people heal. You don't have to be a music therapist or an art therapist necessarily. Just participating in art and music could really help work out your feelings or even writing if people are going yes. through a rough time, I've I've worked with a lot of students, in fact, and sometimes we've just had to shift gears. I'll do something completely mm-hmm. different that's outside of their skill set just to get them to, to get their feelings out in another way. And it could be, you know, artwork or I'll, I'll bring out a, one of my African drums that a lot of djembe's hanging around here and we'll just whack on the drum for a while and I'll talk them through things because they don't realize that even though what you're going through now is overwhelming and mm. probably extremely painful, it yeah. doesn't mean that this is the way it's always going to be. And like you say, they can push through it, but it's a fight. You've got to fight. So yeah. I'm glad that you're you're putting all this out there and 
when did you start writing your song? You said about 10 years ago? Yeah, it was about 10 years ago um, that I really, uh, actually more like 12, um, that I really started um, taking songwriting as, you know, as my mission, as my focus and everything that I wanted to do um, around then. And ever since then, I've just been doing it and trying to find ways to to reach people because, you know, music and like you said, if you're just, just listening to it or participating in it, you know, it can it can reach reach you in ways that just conventionally you can't be reached, you know. And um right. so yeah, and I'm glad you said that about the school districts because those are the the arts are the are the first things they're cutting and so that's sad to see. Exactly. Totally sad to see. Um but yeah. Um yeah, it's been about and then they about wonder why years they, they wonder why songs. they yeah, you know, yeah, I wonder why yeah. these kids have a lot of hyperactivity or a lot right. of anger issues or whatever. Yeah. And I'm thinking, because you're not giving them any creative outlets because you just cut right. all of that out of the budget. So now, Jason, totally. when you first started writing your songs, were you writing them for you or were you writing them to help others? It was kind of both because when I when I, I found when I was writing, it was for me, but yet I thought, you know, I, I this can help, you know, other people. This can this can be good to, for other people to hear. And um, I always kind of looked at it as, you know, music was there for me when it, it felt like no one else could like, reach me. It's not that no one was there. It's just music has its own unique way of doing that. And when I read mm-hmm. songs and started writing, I wanted to do that for, for other people, what music had done for me. So kind of like a pay it forward type deal. Um yeah, it was it was really just one to um it was therapeutic for me and it was just one to to let people know who are hurting, you know, and, um you're not alone and, and everything. I had a feeling you were gonna say that. So good. In fact yeah. I when I started writing a book, um I didn't know where it was going to go. I did wasn't exactly sure but I just knew that I had a book in me. It was on you know, a list of things I wanted to do, my bucket list, and I wanted to just get it out there. So originally, mm-hmm. I was just using it to express my feelings and all that, and I had a journal that went with it. And But I knew deep down, I said, you know, this can't just be my autobiography or something. I'm just going to read that. I wanted it to yeah. be more that, uh, background about different things that can affect creative types from depression to ADHD. I do have a background in gifted education because at one point in time, I thought I was going to teach at a school for performing arts. And I knew that these were the kids that they would find me anyway. (laughs) I'd be booking concerts and things. And and yes, I had Mm -hmm. a great rapport with the bands that I was booking, but I would always kind of scan the audience and go, okay, this one's going through something. And I would actually sit with them, or even if it was a girl in the bathroom who was crying. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of, it was a ministry in many, many ways, but that's what right. it turned out to be. It was for me, but I also shared a lot of tips for musicians. And of course, they got a lot of music biz tips in there as well, because, hey, 16 years of music experience, I have all this information in my head. It might as well come out. But yeah, it was a very therapeutic yeah. tool for me. And I'm finding that it also led to 
different speaking engagements and things, both talking yeah. about the book. And, and it depends on the audience how much do they re- really want to hear. For me mm-hmm. and with many others, sometimes depression starts, there's a trigger. It could be something yeah. that happened that really sets you for a loop. And it could have been like many of these young kids, it was parents were fighting or it was a divorce or bullying or, or who knows what. You know, for me, it was a stupid accident, and I realized that I was severely injured. It triggered a rare disease, and I thought, I don't know if I'm ever going to drum again, and I don't know what my life's going to be like. So it Mm -hmm. just kind of made me slip down the rabbit hole from there, taking a lovely trip to the dark side of the moon, as I call it. uh, Yeah. uh, But I pulled out of it, and and music both... Mm -hmm tunes that I listened to on the radio and and also, you know, other things that I would either play to or whatever. I just want the songwriters and the singers out there to know that even though this you might think you're writing your songs for you or you're performing, you're having a good time on stage, keep in mind there's always somebody out there who needs to hear what you have to say. And that one song or that one thing that you say from the stage could actually save somebody's life. Seriously, I've heard so many testimonies of people calling into some of the radio stations that I listen to. I listen to lots of different ones, but especially Christian radio, his radio, or um, um, some of the other ones. I don't know why I keep going blank today, but... Mm. They have yeah. a lot of tunes that they're not hymns. They're like, you know, some of them are pretty edgy. The people are pouring their yeah. lives out. They went yeah. through this stuff and they're singing about it, but there's always hope at the end. And that's what gave me hope. So you know, keep doing what you're doing, man. You're, you know, keep writing your tunes and you're doing some speaking as well. Yeah, um, I'm working uh, on weekends volunteering and, and whatnot at the Mental Health Association here in Kansas. And so you just trying to help people that way. But, uh, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, you know, just um, always be willing to put, you know, if, if you've come out of depression, be willing to to put it out there. You don't have to bear everything all the time, but just enough to where people know that, you know, hey, they're not alone. And, right. um, and, and, and really... Um, you know, and with music, it's one of those things that I can just pour everything into, and hopefully it, it, it reaches something, something, somewhere, and someone that uh, you know they find hope and strength in, and um, and if you can give that to somebody, that's priceless. You know, that's totally priceless. Um, it's exactly, it's, yeah. And I think yeah. that it really makes a difference. It's one thing to have, um, you know, somebody give a talk or whatever, and I, I, I'm not making this up. I actually paid for a talk um, to parents about creativity, and I'm sitting in the audience saying, oh, man, I could have written this talk. But anyway, the guy said, yeah. I'm not creative, but I know people who are. And it's like, oh, man, just sit down. That's what I wanted to say because, yeah. you know, sometimes people need to hear it from people who have been there because we get it. And that's right. why a lot of these kids, I think, were attracted to me. Number one, they used to call me the ultimate band mom. <laughs> so, cause I was, I was watching, yeah. 
you know, everybody's backs and making sure my bands didn't get ripped off, first of all, and get paid at the end of the night. But also, you know, I just have really good radar, I guess. So I was really yeah. in tune to different things. And I didn't preach at them, you know. I wasn't going to tell them how they should right. feel. They would just say right. something, and I'd say, you know, I totally get it, and this is why. And they'd look at me like, oh. I said, see, you have no idea. Yeah. So much for yeah. a lot of us want to fake it till you make it, baby, right? Right, and it just leads to everyone wanting to do that and a lack of authenticity, you know, in life when you're mm-hmm. having to do that. And, and it it comes down to, you know, a lot of life is just finding out who we are, you know. And so and society likes to, you know, we like to try and fit into it, thinking society knows who we should be when authentically we only we can find that out. And um, if it, you know, happens to be something unconventional, and if you don't fit the, you know, suit and tie type of type of deal, um, yeah. that's okay. That's that's you. That's how it should be. That, that that's me as well. Um, <laughs> I I don't fit that. Yeah that type of mold and so sometimes uh, a lot of a lot of our depression and anxiety can stem from just simple loneliness thinking you know what I'm I'm in school now but I'm not going to make it out there in the real world or, or, or a belief like that when if you just be patient with yourself and then give yourself you know a little bit of time and, and some compassion as well you'll find there's a place for you and you'll find that there's there's people out there that are like you, and there's people out there that may not be like you, but accept you anyways for who you are, mm-hmm. and you accept them. Right. And um, so, so yeah, it's just a matter of being authentically true to who you are and finding that out, and um, and just real realizing that you know you, you might not all get solved in the next year, but you know who knows within the next ten or twenty years if you'll be in a much better place than, than where you are now. So Exactly. And I think that what happens is a lot of creative types are their gifts and talents are often marginalized because, you know, we're in yeah. a society where people will tell you things like, Don't quit your day job and we want to do what? Yeah. And so they're especially the kids, they grow up thinking that there's something wrong with them. Right? And they're yeah. not sure what right. how they can use their gifts and, and people tell them, you know, oh, you can't use that. You can just keep it as a hobby. So they stuff that down and they stuff that down. And then somewhere along yeah. the line, maybe they'll take a day job somewhere working in a cubicle and they can't imagine why they feel so stressed out and stuck. Right. And it's because they're not using the gifts and talents that God gave them. I'm sorry. There you go. I got to preach a little bit there, because you know That's you were fine. given <laughs> your gifts and talents for a reason, and you're supposed to use them, not only for Absolutely. your own purposes and in your own you know showing your talent, but also because you're supposed to use them to bless others, because people need to hear and see your talents and what you have to offer. So don't let anybody tell you that your gifts and talents are dumb or stupid or you'll never make any money doing that because that's baloney. I help people right. all the time, both entrepreneurs too, and they just feel like, you know, they they can't do what they really want to do. And we really have to dig deep and figure out, all right, what lights you up inside? 
What mm-hmm. makes you cry? You know, if you didn't do it, right. you, would just, you would sit there and, you know, that just touches you. And we uncover some things. Sometimes it goes way back where teachers or parents or whatever told them that, you know, that they just either made jokes or said that's no big deal. And so they didn't realize that most gifted, talented, and creative types are really sensitive, even though many yeah. of us can come across as being snarky or sarcastic. I've got the whole New Jersey right. thing going on. But deep down, you know, we internalize a lot of things. So I've given talks to educators at, at gifted education conferences and things like that. I went to the graduate program for gifted education. They told me, Dory, you're beyond the program. Anyway, so I began teaching yeah. teachers and doing talks. And I told them that, you know, it, we experience the world very differently than most people because we see and feel more, way more than most people. Right. And a lot of people say, oh, you're just being, oh, you're too sensitive or whatever. You have all the stereotypes of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from, and, and it's like, I'm sorry, but this, you need that. You need that creativity. You need that sensitivity right. because it comes in really handy. And when it you does. hit tough times, um, and you will, everybody will. Like I said, there's an extremely yeah. high percentage of people in the gifted, talented, and creative populations that suffer from depression, often silently. Yeah. And it's, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. They uh, they already maybe feel alone because of their their gifts and talents, and and they start suffering, and and maybe uh, there's just it just seems like no one to reach out to, for them to reach out to, and and no one there to take their hand. But we got to start living more as a, not necessarily judging or looking at people as far as what they do and everything, but seeing us all as one, you know. One 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 vest one one people on this planet, and be willing to help out whoever, even if, no matter how different they are from you. Um, Great segue. Just being able to, yeah, just be, just being able to um, see each other as, as a fellow human being, and not as a label we put on them, you know. Right, and, and that's what uh, happens to a, a lot of us, a lot of uh, talented and creative types, given the label ADD or ADHD. Oh, please don't get me started mm-hmm. on that. ADD is a delightful yeah. dreamer. ADHD is a definitely hyper drummer. That's what I think. But what they don't yeah. realize is that they give these people all these labels and nobody bothered to check to see how smart they were, first of all. Most of the kids right. that I worked with, nobody knew that they had IQs of 150 plus plus. Kids didn't know, parents didn't know, but I picked up on it and I said, that that has a whole, you know, set of of attributes and things that go along with it as well. But my point is a lot of us can perform together, right? And it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what color you are. It doesn't matter what your socioeconomic status is. We can all perform together and make music and it will sound great and we'll have a blast because in the music mm-hmm. world, none of that matters, right? I always right. tell people, right. I don't care. Totally. As, long as, as long as you have the chops, you know. <laughs> I've had 12-year-old guitar yeah. prodigies. I don't care. I'm putting them on stage because the kid is awesome. Or, you know, right. just 
I've had all kinds of yeah. different collaborations that you would never think in a million years. And here comes this white chick. She's going to play percussion. And, yeah, I'm a grandma, but, you know, I can still rock. Yeah. And and I've, yeah. I've played backup percussion for some of my younger artists. And I said, I hope you don't mind. I hope they don't think I'm your mom or anything. I always tell them, don't worry. I'll, I'll do the hot pink highlights and the bangs and I'll spunk it up. <laughs> so I'll look so much yeah. cool. But, you know, music not only unites musicians, but music can unite us all. Right. Right. Definitely. And definitely, I think that can. in this crazy time that we are in, I think it's going to be up to the music the musicians, singers, the artists, and the writers to come together and to realize that, you know, what we have and what people might have made fun of in you when you were little is actually a really powerful tool that can not only unite people, but it can make them feel better. Right. Right? And right now, I think there's a lot of people out there who need to be um, motivated, inspired, and just know that it, it's going to be okay. And also, it's okay to have fun. <laughs> you know? Doesn't yeah. Be all super serious. Yeah. Totally. So cool. Totally. So you now know, you just... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so you've written a... have got a five-song EP out there um, mm-hmm. that was sung by Garrett Crow. So uh, you got that yeah, together. Yeah, that's correct. Are you in the yeah. same area, or is he from... Uh, we were oh. both here located in Wichita, Kansas, and then he recently just moved out to Nashville. So I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, working on a, a ten-song uh, album right now with Brian Elwick, uh, who's obviously here in Wichita, um, and uh, yeah, we're just going to see how that goes and everything. We've got a lot of it written so far, um, and so. Um, yeah, we're just going to see what, what happens with that and everything and and, uh, and go from there. Awesome. And now you got into the uh, VH1 Save the Music Songwriting Contest. That's very cool. Yeah, um, that that actually was able to happen early on, kind of in my uh, songwriting career and everything. And it, it what it did was it kind of gave me some validation, just gave me some reassurance that I'm on the right path. You know, mm-hmm. I... I was kind of questioning it for a little bit, you know, I wasn't necessarily questioning whether I should do it or not, but just, you know, are people going to respond to it? Is, is it going to be something that, you know, is it, what is it really? And then, and then, and that was one of the things that, um, that helped me solidify, you know, okay, this is what I'm called to do, you know, this type of thing. And, um, there were others along the way and, and you, you always get that confirmation, you know, um, people know they're giving it to you or not. You know, you always get signs, I like to say, that you're on the right path and everything. And so that that was definitely one of them. Awesome. Yeah, and good point. Sometimes things just click and you know, okay, then, you know, opportunities can appear, collaborations. Now tell us about the Josie Awards. That, those are coming up soon, too, in Nashville, right? Yeah, they're coming up uh, September 17th. Um, they're at the Nissan Center there in Nashville and um, was nominated for and Best were nominated. Rock Performer. Yeah. yeah okay. Good, good, good. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, um, yeah, I don't know what to expect. It's the first time going to that. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be fun, though, definitely. Definitely be fun. 
Right. So people can find your music on your website, right? Correct. Yeah, just J.J. McQuiggan Music. Okay, yeah. J.J.M.C. Yeah, you can spell it out for him. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, this is J.J.M.C.G.U.I.G.A.N. Music.com. Okay. And uh, also on iTunes, I would assume. Yeah, iTunes, Amazon, um, all, all any um, online sales uh, outlet you can find me. So. Cool. And you can find JJ on Twitter, JJ McGregor Music, uh, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. You name it. I see on yeah, Facebook and Instagram is JJ Shredder though. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a. Yeah, just a uh, yeah, a little guitar term thrown in there. So <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I got it. so yeah, you can, <laughs> yeah, I knew you would. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's just what that is. And so, um, but yeah, yeah, if if anyone feels like they need someone to talk to or reach out to anybody, just feel free to hit me up, um, and I'll be glad to. Awesome, and same here. I'm at rockthenextstage.com. But if anybody needs to talk or if you have any questions about what we talked about today or your music career, just you can email me at Dory, D-O-R-I, at rockthenextstage.com. I even do uh, free calls, 30-minute calls if anybody needs. And, uh, yeah, I'm also on Amazon. Find Your Divine Rhythm is the name of my book, A Creative Success Formula, and I'll be launching an online program for musicians very soon. But we'll talk about that next time. So, JJ, do you have any parting thoughts, anything you want to leave our listeners with? You know, just don't give up hope. You know, whatever you're going through, whatever you're doing, no matter how painful it is, um, just don't give up hope and, and, and keep holding on and, and just uh, and, and don't take life too serious. You don't have to, you know. It's it can all be you know treated as a game in a sense, and um, and yeah, just be good to each other. So <laughs> that's right. the best Thank antidote for a lot of things. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Never give up. Yeah. I'm going to uh, close out with your song, but I want you to tell us a little something about it. Your tune, home. Anything you want to add about that? Yeah, it's just it's mainly about you know just finding a. Uh, you know, home that's within yourself, you know, and, um, you know, we, you tend to search for it in a lot of places and everything. And in reality, it's, it's, it's inside us. Um, and so that's kind of what the song is about, uh, just about that journey. And, um, yeah, and hopefully, hopefully people like it and, and can be reached by it. So. Okay, so I'm going to hit it, and I'll, I'll play about a minute or so of, of your tune. And meanwhile, JJ, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Keep doing Thank what you're you doing, much, man, and um, I'm going to connect with you privately and chat about a few things. Okay. I always have ideas for my guests after, after the show, okay. so you've been warned. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right. So here we go. I'm queuing up home. Okay.
folks there you have it see you next wednesday same place same time rock the next stage with dory staley at 1 p.m till then keep on rocking with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.